with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined most of the time Mosley. by the number one producer in late night. It's Blake Osborne. Thank you, thank you. Blake, As nice you shirt. As you can see, I only have one shirt. Nice shirt, buddy. Yeah, thank I you. like that. It's thank really you. good. Thank you. It, 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 totally, it totally keeps people immersed that this is happening a week from the last one we did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hate to think anyone's immersion was ruined because Blake didn't change his shirt, but it's actually, so it, he washed the shirt over the weekend and he just happened to wear it again today. No, you want to know the real truth? I have like 46 of the same shirt. I just, oh, okay. Kind of like Homer Simpson. You know? Okay. Oh, okay. Great. So, but, but this is live. Yeah. This is in no way recorded no, ahead of time. No, of course not. We're, we're literally sitting here on November 18th. Yep. And, and next week is Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. Speaking of that. Okay. So we're not doing an episode next week. Nope. We're not. I mean, God forbid you people go spend time with your families. I mean, I'm not, of course, because spending time with family. <laughs> I'm sure Anna Kay's going to want you around though. Well, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll literally be around on Thanksgiving. I'm actually going to be going out of town after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, Where are you going? I'm going to be going out to East Tennessee because the, the documentary team is getting together to, to wrap up our, our Q and a on that. So that's we can right. that's move right. on to that's the next coming step. Along good. That's good. We haven't even officially announced anything about that yet. Yeah. And, and so forget that I said anything. Yeah. Very good. This it's is already surprise, late. This, this, we're so far off the rails already. <laughs> we're not even two minutes into no, the show. We're always off the rails. That's the whole point. So we're not doing a Thanksgiving episode and we're not doing an episode the week of Christmas. Okay. But we're doing an episode every other week. Yes, and what we that's going to mean is, is that come the week, the week of Saturday, March 20th, 2021, yep. that will be the weekend of next year's live show. That's right. So it's we're doing it again. Life. So for folks who remember in the, in the before times, back yes. before everyone died of, of the walking dead virus. That's right. Yes. Uh, we had our episode 100 live special here at the studio. Yep. We had a live studio audience. It was a yep. lot of fun. People came in from all over the country. That's right. That's and then right. they all died of the virus. Yep. But yep. but we were happy to have them while they were alive. Yeah. And when, and so since we had so much fun, we're going to do it again. That's right. So that's March tw- Saturday, March 20th, that's right. 2021. Yep. Uh, God, that's. That's in some sense that still seems like it's far away, but God, it isn't though. It's not. It's really close. I know. I well, I was talking to a couple of folks who will be at episode one fifty uh-huh. about some of our plans for like what we're gonna do for yep. the show and all that. Oh yeah. And I was like, wow, we gotta really get on this because <laughs> we're running out of time. Wow. Uh. So yeah. So March twentieth, twenty twenty one. Yep. Episode one fifty live. Um. Uh, uh, some of our some of our regular Joe Schmo losers like yep. Meharry and Sherry Voluntary and hopefully yeah. Suzanne and, and Jeff Johnson right. and uh, right. a handful of other people who have been former guests yep. of this program. All, all, all the usual characters. Yeah, all the usual characters. We might have a we might have one or two surprise guests Ooh. coming, but I can't I can't yep. say nope. anything. Nope. Because you know what, what what obviously will happen is that if I say right now Joe Bob's coming, he, yeah, no, no, he won't show up. Joe he'll 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 die he or sucks. something. Yeah, he'll visit euthanasia.com oh, yeah. and then Absolutely. he won't be here. Um, but until then, we're not doing a show Thanksgiving week, That's so right. we need to we need to like get out all of our yeah. Thanksgiving chit chat now, sure. sure, so that we'll be ready 
for the right. first week of December. Yeah, yeah. So the next show will be the first week of December. Yeah. So um, on a on a on the list of holidays, where does Thanksgiving rank for you? Well, this year it doesn't rank anywhere. He's not sure anybody's doing it. Well, I mean, people are doing it. Yeah. Like that's like all joking aside, uh, it's it's still gonna go on. If you're the kind of person like like bring it in. <laughs> if you're the kind of person that's thinking we're not gonna do Thanksgiving this year because uh-huh. of of my pandemic. Yeah. You're just a loser. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, I try I've tried to be nice about this. No. I, I know I haven't, but I, I've tried to be nice about this. And I, I gotta I'm just gonna come out and say it. Yeah. If I see you like on social media or whatever, uh-huh. and you have a picture of yourself wearing a mask, yeah, I just instantly lose respect for you. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm just, and look, I'm not saying that there's not like, well, if I live somewhere where I need to go get groceries and I can't go in without a mask. And so I do it because I need groceries. Like, look, I'm not judging you specifically right. for that particular right. instance. Right. But there's, you know what I'm saying though? There's, there's people that like, they flaunt it though. Yeah. Like, look at me, everyone. It's like, look how technically. compliant of a slave I am. <laughs> yeah. And so I, that just, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's like, you're, who are you signaling to, man? Uh, it's just you're not signaling to me. Like they wear these masks with these sayings on them now. Like I'm supposed to think you're even better, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, it, it, trust me. It's already a political statement oh, if you're yeah. wearing a mask at all. Oh, you don't yeah. even have to put any words on it. That's it's already right. a political statement because it has nothing I to do know. with medical science. It has everything to do with politics. That's right. That's right. So go have Thanksgiving. Please. Go see your family yes. and, and eat way too much because I can't. Eat for me. <laughs> I can't. Diet. You're wasting so away, bro. eat for me. Yeah. Do eat, it. Eat for Alan. Yes. Go, go have like the, the backyard football game. Yes, please. Like, like if you're going to go outside and play football and is, is dangerous as football yeah. is, why would you wear a mask? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but you know what's killing me about it? What? They're not going to do the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I saw that. What am I supposed to do for like the first four hours of the day? Like, I I also saw that like for the first time in like a century or whatever it is, they're not going to have a Santa Claus at Macy's. Yeah, dude, that's it. Like, what are we going to do? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go on living normal life because we're not just bozos who (laughs) are reactionary to whatever whatever yes. corporate press says we ought to right. be worried about. So we're going to go on living yeah, our normal lives. We definitely are. And the dog show is going to go on. Right? <laughs> and I know I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to get some message from some loser who's going to say that, well, but, but my masks and it's, it's about protecting each other. And, and here's look, look at this one, look at the cases y'all. And just, I don't. Just, so first of all, that's wasted on me. Don't, yeah. don't bother. Yeah. Um, uh, but second of all, I just, I'm telling you, I can't, Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm you're not going to play nice about it anymore. If yep. you're, if you're out there pushing masks, you're just a loser. And, um, I, I, it would be, it would be such a shame for you to lose. Like you only get so many years on this earth. Yeah. So you're only going to get so many Thanksgivings. You're only yeah. going to get so many Christmases, whether, however many you get or not, there's, you're only going to have so many of those with your friends and family. Right. You, especially, particularly maybe older, elderly friends and family, yeah. because of course those are, you know, those are, I, I understand that those are perhaps the most at risk, 
But all, like all of the elderly I've talked to have all been saying, no, 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 screw all that. Please, please come see me. I don't, I don't want my last years on this earth to be away from those that I care about Exactly. because you were told that you should worry about me. Every elderly person I've talked to has the opposite opinion of that. That is for sure. So far be it for me to go against their wishes. Guys, go, go, go hug granny. I mean, she'll die, but I mean, listen, she's going to die anyway. I mean, where's the lie, though? I know. <laughs> um, this got dark all of a you sudden. You did, did <laughs> so we're gonna. On that note, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. Hey, Blake. Yeah. What time is it? Meme of the week. Democrats when Kamala Harris becomes the first female president to bomb a civilian hospital. (laughs) Like, pop the champagne, am I right? (laughs) You know what's great is that even... Even in that picture, you see a bunch of them wearing their slave compliance cloths, but you also see some of them with the masks coming off. Yeah. Because let's because let's be honest. The nose hanging out, you know? I mean, if <laughs> if you believe something I don't agree with and you meet in a group, you're uh, you're literally trying to kill the elderly in a super spreader event. That's right. But if it comes to celebrating the the victory of glorious leader, well, of course, the the, the Rona understands. Yes. Like the, the Rona understands what matters most and it'll stay away. Yeah. 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 Jeez. Let's answer some viewer mail. No, go away. (laughs) I answer the phone like that. (laughs) I know. No, you don't. You just don't answer the phone. (laughs) Don't lie to me, Blake Osborne. Uh, Jeff Johnson writes, dear Alan and Blake, who is the better cook, your wife slash fiance or you? Who's the better cook, Blake? You or you or Erica? Me. What? She'll Whoa! Uh oh. She'll, she'll totally admit it. Uh oh. Totally admit it. Uh oh. Cook, boss. Uh oh. Okay. What's what's your if you if you had one chance to wow the audience, what's your go to cuisine? Oh, dude, man, I can do so many different things. Chili. I'm really good at making chili. Uh, okay. I love fettuccine Alfredo chicken. Awesome at that. Okay. Um, just about anything you can think of with chicken, I can do it. You know. God, uh, I shouldn't have asked. Now I just oh, hurt. I'm gonna make you hungry. Uh, Man, I tell you what, steak. Yeah, I'm a jerk. I pan fry steak, but hey, I pan fry it right. I hate you. <laughs> uh, Clay Davis writes. Uh, oh, apparently this is only directed to me. So okay, ex- I'll excuse yourself, sure. Blake. Sure, sure. Dear Alan. Will there be a little Alan Jr. in your future so that you can pass the It's Too Late with Alan Mosley legacy on? I tell you what, Clay, to get that answer, you should go to euthanasia.com. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, good, good Lord, could you even imagine? Could you even imagine? Yeah, you should have one. No, 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 no. I mean, could no, the world, on, could the world take it? On the life? I got four of them. You got one of mine. 
But you know, the best part is, is the second, the second half of that question is so that you can pass the it's too late with Alan Mosley legacy onto. Why would I curse that poor child? He doesn't want this garbage. Wow. Have more, have more, like, uh, think, think of your child as having a greater aptitude, you know, I don't know. He's whatever. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, Daryl Allen, Allen and Blake, does time fly when your spice rack explodes? Man, if your spice rack explodes, you got a mess to clean. That takes time. So for people that don't get it, this is time spelled T-H-Y-M-E. And, and Andrew, like, I, I feel like we've addressed this with Andrew at least nine or 10 times at this point, that if you're going to give us a pun for viewer mail, it's got to be a pun that you don't, you don't need like visual cues or to see the spelling or whatever to understand. Cause I'm just reciting it. Like it needs to be a pun that is recognizable by my just saying the words. His thing just make a blonde feel stupid. Well, I, I, if any, I mean, I'm saying this to Andrew for yeah. your sake. Yeah. I, I really am. I don't get it. Uh, Ed Weeks writes, dear Alan and Blake, what weighs more, a ton of helium or 2,000 pounds of government regulations? Now, Ed's being cheeky right here, and he's trying to talk about government regulations. But this is a false, so this is a problem, because he said, what weighs more, a ton of helium or 2,000 pounds of government regulations? Well, a ton is 2,000 pounds. Well, yeah. If it's a ton of helium, then it would be 2,000 pounds of helium. Right. Because it's a ton of helium, You're so not it would be a ton. A full of hot air. So, so technically, the answer is, is they would weigh the same. Yeah. Can't pull a fast one on Uncle Alan. No, uh-uh. Nah, you're too smart for that. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, Celeste Annis writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, wh- who is your favorite Seinfeld character? Blake, who's your favorite Seinfeld character? Man, ah, uh, gosh." Oh, the Festivus guy, but I forget his name just because you asked. The Festivus dude. for the rest of us. Yes, it's absolutely. A, was that George's dad? That was George. Yeah, George. Yeah. No, George, George's dad. George's but dad. But George, George, it was passed down to George, right? And George got into that too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. So, so I like George. Yeah. So Mr. Costanza, George's dad. I forget his. I forget his first name. I, I do too. But so yeah, yeah he was probably. Now that you mentioned that, yeah, he was the best. Yeah. He was the best character on the show. <laughs> I was actually just going to say, like, if I'm only limiting it to, like, the main four, then I would uh-huh. just say George. George yeah. Costanza is my favorite. Yeah. Well, what I was actually going to bring up is, is that, you know, a lot of people used to say that their favorite character was Kramer. But that's not really in vogue anymore no. since Kramer had a uh, moment less than judicial use of some words in yes. some places in right. front of some people. Yeah. He got canceled back before cancel culture, like, had a name. Yeah. Like, we call it cancel culture today, but what was cancel culture? They uh, went after Kramer. Kramer cancel, yeah. they got They got Kramer. <laughs> so, um, so we'll say Mr. Costanza. I like sure, that. Sure, yeah. Uh, Kim Brown. So, actually, this is for you, Blake. So, okay. I had a question. This one's for you. All right. Dear Blake, do you have a problem with keeping goats alive? Uh, her husband uh, and, and she worked at a youth ranch a couple of years ago and kept having goats die. This is supposedly the norm. I feel like this is going to create PTSD for you. No, no, no. Okay. We don't have a problem keeping our goats alive. Uh, you got to keep them medicated, keep them well-fed, keep the disease down. Make sure that um, you're feeding them the right food and the area that they live in is clean and they've got good pasture and a good pasture rotation program, which is something we're working on. You know, the other thing that happens is a lot of times, you know, make sure you get the worms out. If they've got worms, treat the worms, treat them right, treat them fast. 
You know, this, this, keep an eye out for it. This 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 became quite agrarian all of a sudden. Goat, goats are very wormy creatures. You have to try to keep those goats out, those goats out, and keep the worms out of them. But okay, let's be honest here. You you got you got them you got them highfalutin purebred Nubian goats. Yeah, which actually means they're less hardy. But well, yeah. But what I'm saying though is is that but you're not going to do all that stuff for them for them mutt goats, are you? They they got to get on Medicare and Medicaid. No, you're talking about like cur goats, like mixes and strange ones that are all interbred and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why they're not surviving. We need goat Medicaid. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Suzanne Sherman is the last one. Suzanne Sherman writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, are English muffins really from England?" So I actually looked this up. So actually, English muffins are not from England. I so not only are English muffins, as, as we understand them, not only are English muffins, like, terminology-wise, not from England, no, no but English people didn't even realize that there was a thing that Americans had in their supermarkets called English muffins until they were imported to England <laughs> from America in the 1990s. <laughs> That's like Taco Bell in Mexico. You know, like what? What? <laughs> oh, don't even, don't even start me on that. I've read, like, I've, I've read so many times on like Twitter and stuff that like every once a year they'll do like a survey uh-huh. of like uh, Americans' favorite Mexican restaurant, and every year it's Taco Bell. That's not even a Mexican restaurant, dude. The meat comes out of a tube. It does. You have you ever seen a caulking gun, dude? Yeah, like you, they, the meat comes out of a cock gun, bro. I know, I know. Gun. That's not okay. So, so first of all, it's not even a Mexican restaurant. No. So it can't possibly. And if and if and if it is true that that's what Americans actually think of when they think of their favorite Mexican restaurant, yeah. then no, no. This is this is why y'all can't vote. That's right. This is this is exactly why y'all can't vote. This is why this we is take your card away right now. This is why I've always wanted to raise the voting age to three hundred. This is this is exactly why. <laughs> experience is power you know this is probably the first time i would say in i mean at least a couple of months uh-huh. that we are way ahead of schedule Heck on time. yeah this is going to end up being a short episode i already know i it. think so like you just kind of like do you ever like i'm asking you like this is my viewer mail question to blake so okay. dear blake do you ever kind of get a feel about like halfway through the first or second second segment where you're like this is gonna be a short episode I do. Okay. But do, these are ones are the fun ones, man. You know, we just gotta let them have it. Are hey, you feel- look, it's the week before Thanksgiving. Let's have some fun, right? But you're feeling that this week, though, right? I'm definitely okay. feeling that this week. Me man, last friend. week's episode was a good episode. Yes, it was. I mean, this one's just... We're we're back to our usual fare this week. <laughs> but man, that last week... That was spicy. Yeah. Yes, sir. I would say that they should go back to our catalog and watch last week's episode, but... Right after this episode, but, yeah, we're just but right after this episode, that one, you know. Uh, can you tell I'm just dragging my feet at this point? You are, but okay. don't get boring. <laughs> okay, let's take a commercial break. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com.
so um, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about like kind of the the same main core topic over both of our segments this week. Yeah. Um, President-elect Joe Biden, which, by the way, I don't think that that's technically accurate to say until the election has been certified to right. say that he's president-elect. Yeah. I'm not saying there's any reason to not say that in the sense that he's going to, he's won. Yeah. I mean, Biden won. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Biden won. Um, I don't know why you'd be sorry. Trump's terrible, but mm. Biden won. Uh, but the point being is, is that everyone's calling him president-elect, but he's got his transition website is already up. It's yep. called buildbackbetter.com. So there's right, by the way, there's the header for buildbackbetter.com. Can look, look at that picture right there. I'm going to, I'm going to. He gonna, looks so pensive, doesn't he? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what's going on in his mind right okay, now. Okay, go ahead. Ready? I bet that little girl smells good. Mm. <laughs> I was just thinking about, he's probably looking at that going, man, did I? Where they should have that lunch? picture. Like we should have, we should have taken the image of him on the side uh-huh. and on the other side, we should have put like the, the, to catch a predator. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's got it. He's got his little build back better website, his yep. transition website up and they, they have it like categorized into four different categories. There's the Here's the categories right here. So you've got uh, COVID-19. These, uh-huh. This is their day one stuff. Yeah, you got COVID-19. Is, you're all going to wear masks or die, boy. Yeah. And then you've got economic recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got racial equity, equity. And then you've got climate change. So those are, those are the four issues that Joe Biden feels the need to tackle starting day one. Yep. So we're going to do a couple in this segment and then we're going to do a couple next segment. We're going to start with number one, COVID-19. Ooh. The Biden-Harris plan to beat COVID-19. Uh, here we go, man. So here we go. So right off the bat, it, it just starts with, the American people deserve an urgent, robust, and professional response to the growing public health and economic crisis caused by the coronavirus. So I'm just, just, just stop you right there. It was not caused by the coronavirus. It was caused by the state reaction to the coronavirus. Exactly. And so his answer to combat the negative effects of the state reaction to the coronavirus is more state reaction to the state reaction of the coronavirus. Because yeah, this is how government sure. works. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, why not? This is a perfect snapshot. I'm going to go through this, a few of the bullet points here, but I just, just, just to have in the front of your mind, sure. this is such a perfect snapshot of the concept of government's government's like main thing is to combat the things caused by government. <laughs> we need government to combat the problems caused by government. government. <laughs> so it's, I don't know why this made me think of this. I'm, this is, this is, this is Alan ruining the show right okay, here. Go ahead. Remember Captain Planet and the Planeteers? Yes, I do. Remember how one of the Planeteers had the fire ring so he could like shoot fire and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll always remember, it was my favorite one. I'll always remember the episodes where they'd be marching along, having uh-huh. a good old time and they would see, oh no, a forest fire. Yeah. And the dude, like, of course, it's the soulless ginger, right? Dude, yeah, the red hair. Exactly. He would say, let's fight fire with fire. fire. And he'd pull out his, and all the other ones would say, no, because, because this guy thinks that the way you deal with a forest fire is to just hose down the Burn entire everything. woods with your fire ring. <laughs> By the way, he's the only one whose ring is like basically just a full line weapon. That's right. It's just a flamethrower. <laughs> 
But but that guy, that guy like is perfectly in line with the Biden-Harris administration. Yeah. He wants to fight fire with fire. There you go. So anyway, the first, the bullet points they start with is listen to the science, ensure public health decisions are informed by public health professionals, and promote trust, transparency, common purpose, and accountability in our government. These, these are mutually exclusive terms right. because when they say trust the science, uh-huh. what they mean is, is make decisions based off of models that have been horrifically incorrect That's right. and still listen to the people who made the incorrect models. Right. I mean, sure, who they might, might be, be scientists, but those are, that's what, that's the science they're choosing to listen to. That's right. They conspicuously don't listen to any people in the field of science who disagree with said models. Right. Ensure public health decisions are informed by public health professionals. Again, they may be informing their decisions based on public health professionals, but not all public health professionals. Right. Only the, Only the public health professionals whose whose recommendations just so happen to coincide with our political agenda. Exactly. Imagine that. Yeah. Why not? The people who agree with our political agenda, let's listen to them. Yeah. And promote trust, transparency, common purpose. So, of course, that's obviously not true. They're, they're right. not interested in trust, transparency, or common purpose. If they were, then at a minimum, and I, look, I'm not an epidemiologist. No. But I, but I know enough to know that they, that they are taking certain truths as gospel yep. and, and refuse to listen to other experts with differing opinions. The fact that they won't even entertain the debate about whether or not they may be right or wrong on their policy tells me that they're absolutely not interested in transparency, common purpose, or accountability. Right. Well, let's, let's get into just a handful of the particulars of the COVID-19. Um, ensure all Americans have access to regular, reliable, and free testing. I mean, okay, that's all well yeah. and good. Yeah. The only caveat I would say is, is that as testing rises, cases rise. Yeah. Of course. That yeah. just logically makes sense. Well, sure, because you find if, more people that have it. If, if you test more people, you will inevitably have more cases. That's, right. just, that's just a fact. Right. But this is why it's so important to nail these people on when they shift the goalposts. Because in the beginning it was, look how deadly this virus is. Yep. But as, but as truth got out, as, yeah. as healthcare providers started to come up with maybe more efficient ways of combating the virus, as, as perhaps the most at-risk people were more properly taken care of, deaths are on the decline. Yeah. As soon as deaths were on the decline, do you think these people said, oh, thank goodness. Oh, this is great news, you guys. I'm so glad less people are dying. Yeah. No. No. Because this, this is why these people are called doomers. They don't no. like good news. They're no. not happy with the idea that less people are dying. They, they just shift the goalposts over to, yeah, but there's more cases, you guys. Of course there's more cases, you dimwits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so fix personal protective equipment problems for good. Um, sounds to me like the, the easiest way to ramp up production of masks, fake shields, and et cetera, and et cetera is let the free market work and not have uh, government programs and institutions determining right. winners and losers in the medical field. Sounds like somebody's got stock in something. He has this, he has this quote here. 
This isn't about politics. It's about saving lives. So again, we just, we just know that that's just factually incorrect because as more lives have been saved and as deaths have declined, they've yeah. just simply shifted the narrative. So we just know that that's just a bold-faced bold lie. Uh, but here's the problem. Sure, you want to you wanna fix COVID-19, but what's their, what's their idea of fix? Spend money. Yeah. Invest $25 billion in a vaccine manufacturing and distribution plan that will guarantee it gets to every American cost-free. Nothing is cost-free. No. That, again, that's just economically ignorant. Yeah, no, and I'll throw no this out there. Do you free. really want the government deciding what's in the vaccine that you're not really sure what's really in the vaccine? You know, just my conspiracy theory side, sorry. And now here's the big one. This is the one that I really wanted to nail before we move on to the next point. Implement mask mandates nationwide by working with governors and mayors and by asking the American people to do what they do best, step up in a time of crisis. Now, I really want to harp on this one for just a second. A lot of boomers out there, typical boomer nonsense, we're all talking about, well, if Biden gets elected, then we're going to have these massive national mandates like a mask mandate. Don't get me wrong. They would love to do that. Right. But to be fair, I'm going to be, this is as fair as I can be to a Biden administration. All right. You ready? This is it. This is as fair as I can be. To be fair to Biden, it says implement mass mandates nationwide by working with governors and mayors. So they're sort of in, they're sort of implicitly saying we don't think a a mandate at the national level, the federal level would fly. We don't think we could pass it. We don't think it would be constitutional or or perhaps more importantly, they couldn't enforce it. They right. they don't they don't have the federal police force to no. be on every corner of every street in America to make sure people have their mask on. Right. So since they know that that's not really viable, they're saying, well, we hope we can get the states to do it. <laughs> what will ultimately end up happening is the states that are bending over backwards to, to acquiesce to the will of the Rona hysteria will probably continue to. Yeah. And the states that won't will say, up yours. Oh, right. I mean, in the political climate we're in, that's probably the best we can do. Yep. But... I just, I just want to say that while these people would absolutely love national mandates, I think they understand in practicality, they need states and cities to do it. And if your state and city refuses to do it, then you'll probably be okay. Yep. Uh, and of course they, they play on the whole patriotism thing of asking the American people to do what they do best. Don't listen to that garbage. That's just flowery language. Yep. Um, and yeah, he even says right here in the bullet points, every American to wear a mask when they're around people, every governor to make the mandatory in their state and local authorities to also make it mandatory. So again, they, they, they actually explicitly say right there, we probably can't. Let's ask the governors and the mayors to do our dirty work. All you can do is, since those people are at least geographically closer to home, as you get in touch with your local mayor or governor and you tell them, you know, pound sand. I'm not putting on a mask. So there you go. So we're going to move on to economic recovery. So go ahead and pull that up. You know, what's, you know, what's interesting about that is that economic recovery happens to come after COVID-19 on the list of things. Oh yeah. Because of course, as we've discussed on this very program, 
it's the state reaction to the coronavirus that has caused a lot of the economic collapse that yep. we have thoroughly enjoyed this year. <laughs> and so, of course, economic recovery comes next. Yeah. President-elect Joe Biden believes to his core that there's no greater economic engine in the world than the hard work and ingenuity of the American people. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. let's, let's just skip all the flowery language and drop down to the bullet point, shall we? Yep. Number one, provide state, local, and tribal governments with the aid they need so educators, firefighters, and other essential workers aren't being laid off. Wait, wait hold on a second. With the aid they need, so educators, firefighters, and yeah. other essential workers aren't being laid off. So if you're if you're a teacher and you're a firefighter, we yeah. got your back. Everyone okay. else, yeah. meh. Hey, it's tough times. You got we got to yeah. tighten your belt. Well, but, how do you like that? And of course, it says other essential workers because they're trying to do that little catch-all to signal to everyone. Yeah. Every worker is an essential worker. That is correct. Every person yep. who needs to earn a living to feed their family and pay their bills is an essential that's right. worker. That's right. So that's just garbage. We're going to move on. Number two, extend COVID crisis unemployment insurance to help those who are out of work. So somehow we're back on COVID. You notice yeah. that? We've yeah. moved on to economic yeah. recovery, but we're really still on COVID. Yeah. Um, extend COVID crisis unemployment insurance. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, again, I'm going to try to be fair. Okay. So first of all, there, we wouldn't, there wouldn't be COVID crisis unemployment insurance because there wouldn't have been a COVID crisis if it wasn't for the hysteria born out of authoritarian politicians in the corporate press. Agreed. Um, our friend Mike, uh, who was on our show last week, Mike yeah. Meharry, he had actually sent me a message. I hope he's, I'm sure he's fine with me saying this. He had sent me a message. It was just kind of, just kind of a, a, a mental exercise. He said, do you, do you think that between the masks and the lockdowns and just, just the hysteria on the street level, just day, just everyday folks, do you think that they would even know there was anything going on if it wasn't in the news? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think people might be aware of illness, yeah, but they would probably just chalk it up to the flu. Like it's about this time of year. Yeah. Like they would just say, oh, well, people get sick. It's uh -huh. the flu. Right. What's ironic, of course, is, is that, of course, they're counting everything as the Rona. So magically, flu cases are practically extinct. Yeah. They're... It's because they're counting it as the Rona. Yeah. But that being neither here nor there, it's, if they weren't talking about it 24-7, it would be the opposite. Right. I'm not saying the Rona doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm just saying that people would say, well, people get sick. It's flu season. And yeah. they would move on with their lives. Right. So anyways... But to, as fair as I can be, though, I will say, and I've made this case on a couple of other programs as well, that while I understand, obviously, it's just, it's just government fiat, they're just going to print the money to hand it out. And yes, I understand that there's people that are soaking up unemployment checks that, that they don't naturally earn that kind of cash. But you know what, guys, I'll, I'll give you this much from, from our own perspective here yeah. that when they shut us down during one of our busy seasons uh -huh. and we lost like 80% of our income just yep. like Man. that, mm -hmm. you better believe I'm going to go get my paycheck. Are you kidding me? They, they take right. our money every year in taxes and then they shut us down during our busy season and say, say we, can't, we can't operate. Right. You're going to get arrested. You're going to get a misdemeanor yeah. if you open your doors. So you better believe I'm going to go get my cash. Are you kidding me? That's right. 
So that's all I'm going to say about that. I, I, I know not everyone might share my perspective on that because they might, you know, well, my principles say this, look, I get the principles and I, and I'm with you on that. Yeah. But these people steal from me every week. So it's yeah. my money. Right. Um, provide a comeback package for main street businesses and entrepreneurs. I have a weird feeling that what they mean by package for main street businesses and entrepreneurs isn't us. No. is isn't you and me. No. It's not you guys listening at home right uh -uh. now. It's it's gonna it's gonna go to it's gonna be. Remember the episode we did on the stimulus bill and all of the pork that was in it, the JFK Center and the oh, Lakers, the big and companies, the Democratic Party of Ohio, yeah. and like those are the people that are gonna uh, get to go to the trough first. Yes, and whatever scraps are left might might go, go to, to you. Yeah, but there won't the be any all left. Yeah, there wasn't this time. Yeah. That's exactly. I know. Like, we've seen this episode before. That's right. Like, why do you think it would be any different? I know. Uh, last one, immediately put people to work by enlisting them to help fight the pandemic, including through a public health jobs core. So make work. So yeah. just a make work program. Like, let's just call it what it is. It's yeah. just a make work program. Yeah. So FDR, which of course we know is a monster, but right. these people would hail as a hero. Right. He was just paying people to dig, ditch, dig ditches. Dig ditches. Just, it's just a make work program. Yeah. And we know this to be a fallacy. We know that it's just a waste of money. It actually prolongs the economic pain yep. because you're not letting the markets adjust. And, it, and you're just printing the money to pay, to pay people's paychecks anyway, which is just going to inflate the currency, which means we all have less. That's right. It's just a make work program. So, so don't let them use flowery language uh -huh. like fighting the pandemic and public health jobs corp in all in capital letters. It's, it's a make work program and make work programs are economic right. illiteracy. Basically. Uh, boy, we're only halfway through this, buddy. I know it doesn't get better from I here. Know. It goes downhill, <laughs> but I, I, I need to take a commercial break so I can like take a walk so we can do the last couple of points. Let's take a commercial break. in my throat whatever so we're moving on we got two more things to do and then we're going to wrap up today right. guess what buddy what it's time for racial equity oh yeah racial buddy. equity the very first line the moment has come for our nation to deal with systemic racism oh you know what's beautiful about the phrase systemic racism what's that is that like I have said on this program, I don't think racism is a very serious issue in 2020 America, no. but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that racists don't exist. Yeah. Of course there are racists yeah, there are. in this world and there always yeah. will be. Yeah. 
the only real threat is systemic racism. Yeah. But systemic racism means it's racism inherent in the system. That's the state. Yeah. So where the state has power to control and manipulate where they can enforce their discrimination. Nice. That's the problem. <laughs> so again, these people are going to get, get, here comes Captain Planet. These people yep. are going to fight fire with fire That's by right. using the government to deal with the government. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready for racial equity? We sure are. Specifically, the Biden-Harris administration will spur public private investment through a new small business opportunity plan. That sounds like picking winners and losers to me. Yeah, it does, doesn't Moving it? Moving on. Reform opportunity zones to fulfill their promise. What the hell is an opportunity zone? Yeah, what is that? What, what is that? You're creating sectors for only like black businesses to exist and Hispanic businesses? I don't know. That's Reform opportunity zones to fulfill their promise. Why? Opportunity zones. That, I'm, wow. I'm going to stay off of that one. Where is that? Make a historic commitment to equalizing federal procurement. How about no one can procure anything federal. Right. How about that? How about we just kill all federal programs so That's we're not picking winners idea. and losers at all yeah. and we let the market decide. God forbid. Ensure oh ensure listen to this one. Ensure the Biden Harris housing plan makes bold investments in home ownership and access to affordable housing for black, brown and native families. Um this is like the housing bubble and financial crisis all over again. Isn't this the thing that Clinton did, eh, in the 90s? I mean, we have seen this episode before. Yes, we have. So when the housing bubble burst in That's conjunction right. with the financial crisis of 07, 08, uh-huh. the main issue of the housing bubble was... Yeah is you had government programs and your and your Fannie Mae's and your Freddie Macs and all that of the world they were being told or banks and lending institutions were huh? being told look i like you look you have your guidelines on who is a good risk and who is a bad risk uh-huh. and who you should and shouldn't loan money to throw those out the door you guys uh-huh. we're going to back up your bottom line we want you to lend money to more families particularly minority families because we want more of them to be homeowners. Right. But us wanting this does not magically change whether or not someone is a good risk for a mortgage loan. Right. This you wanting unless you're going to just buy their house for them, <laughs> I mean in full and hand them the deed, yeah. which by the way they still have to pay property tax cuz no one owns their own house, you're right. always late, blah blah blah. Sure. But that this is exactly what got us into the housing bubble before. Right. And the fourth bullet point that they have under racial equity is let's blow up a housing bubble. I just, it's unbelievable. These people, I, I can't believe that. You know, look on the bright side. At least it's going to be easy to sell a house for a while. Achieve equity in management training and higher education opportunities connected to the jobs of the future. The beautiful thing about that is, is that, there's, there's no real specific definition of achieving equity. Yeah. Like what's enough? Yeah. Um, this is, this is kind of like going to go on a little bit of a sports ball tangent, but there was a, there was an article on ESPN yesterday where they were talking about the NFL owners had a meeting and they decided, they decided on a couple of things. One was a potential playoff format in this crazy Rona season. Yeah. And the second thing was new measures to potentially reward teams with draft picks 
for hiring black head coaches or promoting black, uh, black candidates to uh, management positions in the right. front office. What's amazing to, the, to me about that is two things, and, and you'll get why this is connected in a second. One is, is how incredibly demeaning that is to yeah. actual, genuine, well-qualified, hard-working work, minority candidates to exactly. say, you, you, poor, you poor saps can't do it on your own. We're going to have to bribe your potential employers for you so Jeez. you can get a job. Like, what a slap in the face that is yeah. to, to the actual black men, sorry, just men, not really women in the NFL, who, who have actually managed to obtain those positions. Yeah. I'd actually brought up, look at this. So the highest paid player in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes. He okay. also has the biggest contract of all time, over $100 million. Good Lord. And he's black. Yeah, okay. And then you have Mike Tomlin, who is the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who okay. is the last undefeated team in the NFL this season. And I believe at the time of his hiring, he was actually one, one of or the youngest guy to be hired as a head coach at the time that he was hired. Okay. And that's a black man. Okay. So those don't sound to me like the data points of a organization just rife with racism where a black man just can't get ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know. If, if the NFL and its owners are that racist, they're really doing a crappy job of being <laughs> <Yeah>. racist. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> and so the point being is the reason I bring that up is, is that if you look at the number of minority coaches in the NFL right this second yep. and minority GMs, uh-huh. it's roughly about 10%. Okay. So, so blacks who make up about roughly 10% of the American population uh-huh. and black owners and coaches, which make up roughly about 10% of the owners or, of, of coaches and GMs in the NFL, that, that, that lines up demographically. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, is that for anyone who's preaching equity and, 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 and the examples I use, like Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's a great coach. Yeah. Fantastic coach. Sure. Patrick Holmes is an amazing quarterback. Sure. So they deserve everything they get. Right. But for everyone who's achieving equity, define what that is. Yeah. That's, what, that's all I'm asking. Okay, great. What is that? It can't, it just can't mean half. No. Because that's just demographically not realistic. Right. I mean, I think Asian Americans make up only like one or two percent of the American population. Yeah. Should they also get half? So now it's thirds. Should a third of all positions go to Asian Americans, even though Asian Americans only make up like two percent? Right. And then a third to African Americans that make up a third. And then only a third to Caucasian Americans who make who actually make up like 80%. Does that make sense? Yeah. doesn't make any sense. I don't know. So again, I know like here comes, oh, Alan's a racist. No. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just, just blur that out. Yeah, like. Oh no, we won't do that. Uh, no, boost no. retirement security and financial wealth for black, brown, and native families. Okay. So again, the only way you can boost that is by, is, is just through the government dole. And now you're just picking winners and losers. And, and, and why would, why did they get a retirement boost and, and not me? That's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Ensure workers of color are compensated fairly and treated with dignity. If there's one organization that I know for absolute certain cannot and should not be in charge of determining that, it's the government. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Ensure equity in Biden's bold infrastructure and clean energy investments. So it's not even good enough to have clean energy. It needs to be clean, clean energy with an equal opportunity something. I, I don't know. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, support second chances for economic success. What does that mean? I don't know. Is that got to do with like 
people have been let out of jail or something? Or? I guess. I don't know. Second chance. Oh my God. Here we go. Uh -oh. Libertarians, cover your ears. Strengthen the Federal Reserve's focus on racial economic gaps. That's what we need. That's what we Let's need. just strengthen the Federal Yay! Reserve. Why not? That's everything wrong with America is because we just don't have a strong enough central bank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Last one's really quick. Promote diversity and accountability and leadership across key positions in all federal agencies. Again, how, what's enough? How, how, yeah. how will you know? I don't know. Build a 21st century care infrastructure. What? What is that? I don't know. That sounds more medical to me, but it's under racial equity. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. Uh, last one, address longstanding inequities in agriculture. They're saying there's too many white farmers. Here's his, here's his, here's his cute little quote right here. Economic and racial inequities have shaped us for generations, but I give you my word. As president, I will marshal the ingenuity and goodwill of this nation to turn division into unity and bring us together. That's really rich coming from a guy that's been in politics for almost 50 years. Yeah. Now I've been in politics for almost 50 years and I have some key endorsements from like Jim Crow era popular KKK members. Yep. But I'm, I'm here to turn that ship around in 2020, y'all. Uh-huh. Jesus. <sighs> All right. We're, we're running out of time. So we got to move on really quick. Last one, climate change. Oh, this one. Climate change from coastal towns to rural farms to urban centers. Climate change poses an existential threat. Climate change poses an existential, existential. threat. Existential. 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 Here's this cute little quote. I know that climate change is the challenge that's going to define our American future, and I know meeting this challenge will be a once-in-a-century opportunity to jolt new life into our economy, strengthen our global leadership, and protect our planet for future generations. So his, these are, these are far-reaching investments, according to President-elect Biden. So again, by the way, the only way that they can deal with climate change is what? Spend more money. Right. Infrastructure, create millions of good union jobs. Why is it, it got to be union yeah, jobs? Yeah, why? Why union well, jobs? I, I don't know. Oh, no. so, by the way, government shouldn't be in charge of creating jobs at all. No. Uh, auto industry, create one million new jobs in the American auto industry. What? If batteries. <laughs> batteries. <laughs> lithium. Sorry, lithium. Millionaires. You all right? You all lithium. right? Yeah. You okay? Cobalt. Millions. Tran transit, provide every American city with 100,000 or more residents with high quality, zero emissions, public transportation. Uh -huh. Just provide more it. batteries. Where does the money come from for all of this? You notice that that's never in any of these conversations. Nope. Nope. There's never even a single token line for, and the way we're going to pay for this is never there. But I will say this. Hey, y'all out there. Get your stock in cobalt and get your stock in lithium because it's going up. Power sector, more move ambitiously to generate clean American-made electricity to achieve a carbon pollution-free power sector by 2035. So first of all, just really quick, anyone that thinks they're going to radically change the world like that in, I mean, what was it, 15 years? Yeah. The only way that's going to happen is for us to all starve and die. That's Basically. the only way that's going to happen. And the second thing is, but I, ju I just want to point out, there's... They, they don't mention in the power sector section anything about nuclear energy. Now, they do all the way down here in innovation. There's buildings, housing, then innovation. Under innovation, it says, 
uh, the next generation of building materials, renewable hydrogen and advanced nuclear, and rapidly commercialize them, ensuring that those technologies are made in America. So he talks about making the technology in America, but they don't really explicitly get on board with the way the way forward, the way to provide this type of power, the way to make it more affordable, the way to not break the bank in doing it, and the way to, to meet some of these climate standards we're shooting for. If you talk to anyone, this is just a message to the folks at home, if yeah. you talk to anyone who makes those issues their key issues, and they are not first, last, and everywhere in between talking about nuclear power, they're not serious. Just right. Turn it off. They're not being serious if they're not talking about nuclear. And these people, by and large, don't. They talk about solar and wind and all that garbage. Please. Finally, agriculture and conservation create jobs. Again, it's just here's 250,000 more jobs. Just just create them. Just do it. Just create them. Yeah. Just create them jobs. And finally, here's a good one. This is the last one. Environmental justice. Justice. Yes. Environmental justice. Ensure that environmental justice is a key consideration in where, how, and with whom we build, creating good union middle-class jobs in communities left behind. Like, Sounds like you better join the union there, uh, sport. I'll tell you what all of this says to me is that like they're dog whistling so hard to the far left Uh because the far left types are really feeling left out by the Biden administration. Look, Biden is just George W. Bush. Yeah. Like, like call us, call it for what it is. Biden is just George W. Bush. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And the far left, like the AOCs of the world, they're starting to see the writing on the wall. That, uh-huh. You know what, guys? I think we got played. Yeah. I think they wanted our votes, but they don't, they don't really have any interest in, in meeting us at the table. That's right. First of all, you're right. They don't. And second of all, they'll gladly dog whistle you to keep you on board through the midterms. They don't care about you. Right. They don't care about you. No. Speaking of not caring, look at that. This is the final graphic at the bottom of his website. That's the job of a president. The duty to care. Oh, he cares. The duty to care. That just reminds me of the, the George Carlin bit. It's my favorite one. He says, they don't care about you. Politicians don't care about you. They right. don't give up about you. Yeah. They don't care about you at all. Right. At all. At all. At all. They don't care about you at all. And if you actually think they do, if you think that politicians care about you, like Joe Biden said, I think you need to go visit euthanasia.com. Oh, we're doing, oh, okay. Please visit euthanasia.com to get the information you need to make the right choice for you. Yay. I feel so fuzzy and warm inside. I'm glad we could do that. Yes. That's a good place to finish. There it is. Let's take our final commercial break.
like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com at TV. You can subscribe to our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash TV. It's Alan Mosley TV on all those. There's yep. one more, though. Remember, Parlor. Yep. I'm over at Parlor, parlor.com, and I'm right. just at Alan Mosley. There it is. So, so there you go. Um, so I made, I made the mistake of dragging my feet early because I didn't think we had enough, and now, yeah. now, we're, now we're like right up to an hour, so we yeah. got to get out of here. Good job, man. Well, thank you. I've been doing this for a minute. You have. But this is like episode 134, I think. Last Somewhere week was 133, there. is 134. You've been doing this a while. I've been doing this for over three years. I, I, I really want to say really quickly, please like, please share, yeah. comment, react, show your friends, spread the word. It's the only way that you, well, you can possibly have a chance against the social media and tech giants yep. is for is for you guys at home, our, our loyal fans and faithful viewers, please like, share, comment, make sure that you're seeing everything that we're putting out. We appreciate your support. Go to Patreon. Yep. Give us a few dollars. I'll give it to Blake. He hasn't eaten in weeks, guys. He hasn't eaten in weeks. The the goats are starting to look awfully tasty. Yeah. So thank you so much, and we will see you next week.